Probably muted. Uh, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Breaks Like I do it every God fucking time. Every I, time. I do it every time. I mute the mic and I forget to unmute it. So that it, listen, if I didn't mute the mic, everyone would hear me talking during the during the intro, and that would be terrible. Okay. No, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. where you say your first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then and then I'd pop on and be like, Hey, what's going on, everybody? Just, just be like offensive bio everyone shit. Just be any like, of you what? have ever heard yeah, happens exactly. during the intro. We're doing it live. Well, I hope everyone's having a wonderful Monday evening. Uh, we're we're one day uh, removed from Election Day, so we wanted to do an awesome show for you guys tonight. I'm very excited about it. Of course, uh, before we get too far into any of this, uh, let's check in with my uh, co-hosts, because they're both sitting on the couch like a bunch of nerds together tonight, because we can only get uh, two mics to work for StreamYard for our guests. Uh, but my wonderful, well-haired uh, co-host, Brian Kurt, and of course, AJ Fisher. How are you guys doing tonight? Cheers. Cheers. We're doing good. Real quick, can I get some Yepcocks in the chat? You're so quiet if you're not right Am up on I? that mic, dude. Yeah. Oh. That's what All I right. told you. Yepcocks in the chat. You guys look like fucking nerds. Oh, yeah, we are. It, <laughs> I, it feels like I'm a backup singer in a 1960s band. I love it. I love it. Uh, of, course, of course, we want to talk about some sponsors. Uh, we got TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break Cycle, where you can get this great Scott Horton in the war shirt that you see me wearing tonight. By using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount, or you can join the Patreon, subscribe star, become a member of the YouTube channel under all of my uh, videos by hitting the join link, where you can get into a private Discord server where I know he just dropped, uh, Top Lobster just dropped like 10 new designs in there. And you can get those up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at like a 30% discount. Big discount for uh, Break the Cycle supporters. And if you're like five or 10 bucks a month uh, and you're buying Top Lobster's new gear uh, every month or so, you're really saving money, actually, and uh, supporting both entities so you can't go wrong great stuff go check them out of course uh, executive producer of the show anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs check them out today see what they can do for your business home or personal life they're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently they help organizations solve unsolvable problems in the technology and hr arenas their team leads by example anthem consultants have led their own organizations through demanding periods of change now they help clients succeed in the face of technology and personnel changes uh personnel changes not personal changes i always get that one wrong dude what do you guys just you guys just stare at me and let me do it too you don't you never try to correct me make me feel like i'm i'm fucking up but that's okay you, you do a good enough job of that yourself yeah you're right you're right you know what fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> just both sitting over there on the couch drinking beers making me feel awesome. shitty about myself i appreciate it uh what else do we get paid for <laughs> <laughs> Executive producer gang up of the show, show. Colwell Creative Content. They specialize in SEO, uh, website design, optimized website content writing, optimized blog posts, copywriting, social media content management, newsletter writing and design, ghostwriting and editing services, resume and cover letter writing. They've worked with all kinds of clients, including real estate, addiction treatment, mental health, healthcare, banking and payment processing. They've worked with just about every industry, even libertarian political candidates and influencers such as my good friend and mentor in politics for quite some time, Mr. Larry Sharp. Uh, so if they're good enough for Larry Sharp, I promise you they're good enough for you. Uh, they've been in business since 2012, worked with hundreds, hundreds of clients. Um, and they're, they're great, man. They're, they're also good friends of mine. Uh, you guys should definitely check them out. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to use them for the podcast. It'd be stupid of us not to use them for the podcast. Like, like if Larry uses them, you know what I mean? They're good. Because Larry like trains CEOs and shit. I mean, the guy's 
Yeah, the mm-hmm. guy's pretty cool. Yeah, he's and pretty I'm cool. not just sucking up to him. Yeah, we're not just sucking up right to him because he could hear us <laughs> by, in the in the you know behind in the in the, in the back room. Uh, and of course, last but not least, uh, executive producer of the show, the blood of tyrants wine. Tyrants are losing their heads over this wine. The official spirit of 1776 anarchy in a bottle. You can get 10% off this delicious Merlot that we love very much uh, by using break at at the blood of tyrants dot wine. Great stuff. Check them out. Uh, guys, I'm very excited for the show tonight. Uh, as I said, we are one day removed from election day. Um, now, as, as I've talked about on this show very often, I am not a huge fan of democracy. I think it's led us to absolute ridiculousness. Um, and, and, you know, uh, so goes history as well in many societies. It's kind of just been the downfall of a lot of places. Um, kind of led to getting sacked uh, by the uh, by the Visigoths, that kind of stuff. Um, but I do understand why people do it, and I understand that there's um, some defense to it as well. Um, I have basically made a uh, pact with myself that I will vote. Um, and when I do vote, it's going to be for defensive action only or candidates that I know are going to get into positions to, uh, you know, reduce the scope, the size and scope of, of federal and local and, and state governments. Um, and and I, that's why I work with the Libertarian Party. A lot of people ask me, why do you work with the Libertarian Party, man? They can't win. They can't do this. Yeah, but I'm not going to go out and work with candidates that I don't believe in, that I don't agree with, that don't share my, my philosophy, my, my politics, my principles. Um, I'm not going to work for candidates that are going to make life harder on my children, uh, harder on my, my wife, harder on my, myself. I'm not going to do it. And so I work with Libertarian candidates because I see them uh, wanting to get into these positions to relinquish power, not to take power and hold it over people's heads, right? And I know some of my, my friends that work in the Republican Party, there's, there's some doing that as well. Um, it's, it's fewer and far between in, in that aspect. Um, but I wanted to bring on some great candidates that I followed for a very long time now. Um, great mouthpieces, great spokesmen uh, for, for the, the principles and the philosophy of liberty, as, as well as uh, principled change and radical reform on the state and, and federal level. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to hop on here. And of course, uh, I, if I, I'm going to have to do my mouse pad and the camera tonight, but we're going to start off with my good friend, Dennis Mizigoy, uh, who is running for, uh, what happened? Oh, there we go. Dennis Mizigoy, who's running for U.S. Senate out of Florida against Marco Rubio, right, Dennis? So, um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting ride and kind of just, you know, all the sort of madness, but, uh, but you know, like to kind of parlay a little bit off of what you said, you know, the, um, you know, where, you know, we sometimes get a little bit of a pushback from folks who say, well, you know, the Republicans, people thinking that they're not quite so bad. And on a rarer occasion, maybe you'll get some of that from the Democrats, but it's, it's so interesting. But, you know, in this case, I feel like it's such an easy, it's an easy give that, you know, they're just so bad. Uh, Both of them are just so bad um, that it really just shouldn't be a thing. And, and, uh, you know, thankfully, I've gotten so much positive response. And a lot of people even where, you know, if, if people have been paying attention with the stuff here in Florida that we got somebody also running against DeSantis, you know, but there's uh, and, I, and I get the people's resistance to that. But, you know, I, one of the things that's really encouraged me is I've heard so many of the people even say, even if they're not going full tilt libertarian, that they're still saying, well, I'm going to vote for DeSantis, but they're also going to vote for me. So um, it's a it's an interesting situation. But, uh, yeah, something where we desperately need to be fighting here and trying to, you know, stave off whatever we can and uh you know yeah no i i I get that and and you know i i also um i also understand uh 
the the kind of hold up when it comes to DeSantis. That's something that I understand. Uh, I have tried to talk about the fact that you know, as for all the greatness that people hold for DeSantis when it came to uh, the COVID stuff, he did shut down the state. In fact, that state yeah. had uh, checkpoints to drive in and out of the state. I mean, it was really bad. Um, and and you know, he he did a lot of good things, like like our governor here in Iowa. You know, Kim Reynolds, she she really kind of fought the 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 COVID regime very hard too. After the first couple months of locking down yeah. and doing masks and schools you know, and all this stuff, yeah. so. No, I mean, I give them credit for when they do the right thing. I mean, that, and I, and I, and that's a point I was trying to make with with Republicans and Democrats. I try to be fair um, and be honest and give people an honest assessment when I think they do something good or when I think they do something bad. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, but the difference is like what you're just talking about. You know, these guys. And I was explaining this. I'm trying to think who I was talking to. I think I was talking to. Um, I was at the Florida Cannabis Festival on Saturday doing an interview with the uh, Dro TV guys. And, um, you know, the difference is that these guys, you know, they put their finger up in the wind around their base and they try to figure out which way is the wind blowing and uh, try to figure out, well, OK, maybe they don't want the the lockdowns and the mandates. OK, they're not all paranoid about it. I'm going to open up uh, or maybe they think that they are in the Democratic states. And so they do it. Uh, but there's not even a question about, man does the government have any legitimate authority to be doing this and shutting things down and locking people in their homes and everything else? It's not even a question for them. And for us, we already know the answer, you know, this is just way out there. And so, but, uh, but, you know, we take what good we can get and you got to deal with what the political reality of it is as well. So. Sure. Sure. And uh, second, maybe the most hated man in Georgia politics, Mr. Shane Hazel, sir, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> oh, you're talking about somebody else, man. <laughs> Hated, come on, not hated. You, they love you there, buddy, right? That's right, yeah. I mean, a couple pieces of hate mail just, every. You, yeah, it's not no big deal at all. <laughs> yeah, we're we're doing a thing down here again. We'll see. Yeah, you you have like a you have like a legitimate chance to to pull a runoff there. Uh yeah. You I mean from the guy that's done it before without spending any money? Um, we've got a, a pretty damn good chance of doing it this time. People are pissed, man. It's um, Brian Kemp, another lockdown governor. He was, you know, I guess he didn't close us down, but then he reopened in the same breath. It was weird. I don't know. Um, but now we're we're talking about amnesty and everything else at this point in time, and you know, it's one of those things where a lot of people aren't down with this guy. Uh, a lot of people are still, you know, more scared of Stacy, but. It, for all intents and purposes, um, the guy that I'm running against down here, Brian Kemp, is, I mean, God, he's about as damn dumb as the day is long. And at the same time, um, when he bent the knee to Big Pharma and the special interest groups and uh, all of the all the COVID regime, you know, just invasion of bureaucracy of our business and lives, like, sure. people are kind of holding on to that. Was that a question, Mr. Hazel? Was that a question? Uh, <laughs> that will right. that will go down in history as one of my favorite libertarian debates of all time. When you asked him, when he asked you, was that a question? And you were like, oh, yeah, it's obviously a question. It was pretty good. Yeah. And, um, and you asked and- him if he would apologize uh, to the people whose lives he wrecked, and that was it was beautiful to me. Of course, I've always been a fan of yours, though. Well, and humbled man. Uh, holding a grudge for that long might not be the healthiest thing, but you know he had it coming. <laughs> Absolutely. And next, the the libertarian orator, the man that everybody knows, uh, has traveled around the country. Probably probably one of the only people in the libertarian party that has traveled around the country as much as I have. Uh, and 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 the most lovable guy in politics, Mr. Larry Sharp, sir. How are you doing tonight? I am doing great. I am so happy that uh, Shane is still yelling at people as he should be. Well done. <laughs> so please keep doing that. That's awesome. And uh, watching that debate. Um, 
There were parts of it I didn't want to believe. I was like, is he really saying that? Oh, my God, he is. It was great. So very happy that what's happening this year. Uh, last time when I ran in 2018, you know, I was really the big deal in 2018. Now I'm very happy. I'm not the big deal this year. Like a lot of us are running. A lot of us are big deals. It's it's This is really our time, and I'm excited about that and happy about that because this really is our time right now. And the fact that we are getting attacked so much that people are mad at Shane, that they're mad at, at me, that nothing but good. This is a great time for us. Sure. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, I think, man, it's, it's, it's so funny because, you know, there was this big change in the Libertarian Party recently. I mean, just a couple months ago. Um, and there's been like this real big push from some people who were unhappy about it that we're not doing a good job. Nobody's doing anything right. We're not running candidates. We're losing, you know, ballot access. We're doing this. We're doing that. But really... This is the first time in my time with the Libertarian Party since I since 2016 when I came back to the Libertarian Party for the first time uh, since my first time joining the party in, in 2010 <laughs> that I've actually seen candidates like all over the country getting in debates and and making noise and getting media and it's like it's like they're starting to notice you know and there's more people yes. starting to join the party and there's more people willing to fight and there's more people willing to work on coalition issue based getting coalition conservatives yeah but hold on you us. said something you said oh my god we're losing donors oh my god we're losing ballot access states the haters are the ones who are doing it like <laughs> of course they're the ones doing it right it's not like the party's doing it they're literally the ones doing it and going look how the party's screwing up oh you mean the things you're physically doing yeah, they're screwing it up. I don't. They're acting it themselves. I agree. I agree. One meme with the bicycle and the guy sticking the stick in the spokes. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fucking Mises caucus. Yeah, it's always the yes. caucus. It's always the caucus. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but we got to get to to last, but certainly not least. Uh, also, maybe one of the hated guy, most hated guys in PA right now. Uh, soon to be soon to be working out here to to spoil some things mr matt hackenberg running for governor of pennsylvania sir how are you doing tonight good uh thank you for having me i appreciate it yeah we're having a great time in pennsylvania like i just told you before the show we actually are getting quite a bit of uh pushback from people who are dearly dearly concerned about doug mastriano not winning uh and really pushing us to drop out of the race and and, and draw our endorsement behind him but unfortunately the man is a bit of a neocon he gives a good good talk good populist uh spin but he supports maintaining a peacekeeping mission in europe and uh, around the world and that's a no-go for me he's also not a big fan of um drug dealers thinks they should be convicted of murder so sorry i'm not gonna drop out and i'm not gonna support that and um biggest thing of all though is the libertarian party like the mises takeover is a big thing and we have a bright future to go so yeah you know, I was approached and offered um, a, you know, an offer in his administration to endorse him, but I rejected that because my feeling is that the Libertarian Party's mission here is more important. And at this point, we're picking up pennies in front of a steamroller. So whatever little power we can get from his administration today is not worth what we get from that, uh, that ouchy effect that we're going to cause uh, when, when the Republicans are all blaming me later. Costing him the election. <laughs> exactly. And the well, and, and, and let's be honest, it's Pennsylvania. It's not like he's got some amazing chance of winning there right i mean it's it's probably a lot closer than it seems i mean you know polls are are bullshit yeah uh pardon part of my language but they have you seen my show man how dare you fucking <laughs> say that on this show yeah 
I uh, I curse quite a bit, but you know, I'd like to apologize, you know, sure. every now and then. Sure. But uh, yeah, so he's probably closer than than it seems. I mean, the the uh, the election uh, fortification uh, system in Pennsylvania is quite strong. So as I I told Doug on the phone, like I you know I I don't think they're gonna let you win, sir. But you know, I don't know if allowed to say that on YouTube, but hey. <laughs> Uh, uh, you used to be able to not say that, but now, now you, you said the correct words, the, the, the fortify election fortification, yeah, fortification. as long as you yeah. say fortification, for, fortification, I think you're okay. Um, it was so yeah, funny yeah. because in 2016, you, you could talk all day about election interference and, and faulty, you know, machines, Russia's and this, stole election. Yeah, Russia and all this stuff. Yeah. And now you talk about it and they'll kick you off YouTube. It's, it's really funny how that works. It's almost, almost feels to me like maybe it's a partisan thing. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. Well, do you think no, the mainstream sure totally media organic. will try and fortify the election results for Stacey Abrams again? <laughs> well, I, I mean, if we're going to ask somebody about that, we'd want to ask Shane. Shane, what do you think? <laughs> oh, man. It's already, they've already picked who's going to win down here. Are you guys kidding me? They're going to go to a runoff. They'll get extra money. They'll hang out for a little bit longer and pat each other on the back and shake each other's hands. And good job. Great race. Congratulations at the end of it. Uh, no, man, I don't know. It's all rigged down here in Georgia anyway. Um, we've got these, you know, compromised machines and compromised officials, compromised government. That's, you know, it's all compromised. Um, you know, I think what our, our biggest, uh, pull out of this whole thing, uh, as Georgians is going to be is just keep punching holes in the idea that you're electing, I don't know, 20% of the population to kind of rule over the other 80%, right? Is like 20% Democrat, 20% Republican. One of those guys wins an election and all of a sudden uh, they get to make executive orders that lock you down, uh, lock you out of your business, medical mandates, you name it. Like it doesn't matter. It's 20% that get to rule over the other 80% of the population here. So I, I think uh, I we're going to continue to just beat that drum until uh, – Appalachian stand is a as a place, and uh, I'm Chief Whitworth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. what's that? I, I said I, I I don't I don't I think that it, this whole thing is gonna it's gonna backfire. I mean, as as the dollar crumbles and everything else is happening, especially with fiat currency and everything else at this point, this you know this nexus in in the universe of you know interconnected uh, you know circles and concentrics it's like we are sitting through something pretty massive down here in georgia uh i think between myself and stacy had she not got on record and say well we're gonna accept this i think she'll probably maybe walk it back when she loses and go there's no way it happened like this right um because I, I i think the fix is in for brian kemp when you give everybody in the state you know these giant salary increases on the taxpayers um that you just fleeced and bragged about and then had to walk it back to say we're gonna give you guys tax rebates and all that other kind of crap because there's a libertarian in the race it gets a little bit dicey but um yeah i think the fix is in i think i think kemp's got it not tax rebates holy shit dude it's it's funny oh yeah property property tax tax rebates gas taxes has been repealed down here we got constitutional carry this year like you think you're not having an impact running as libertarians uh, let me tell you something like these guys have to come in and out of the, you know, medical mandates, pushing vaccines, masks and all other bullshit uh, to start doing something freedom based when there's libertarians in the race. Sure. Sure. And it's, it's funny. It's, it's making you know, me jealous now. Yeah. It's, it's funny to me because, um, you know, I've lived in Georgia. I lived in Georgia when I, for a little bit when I was a kid and, 
Um, just hearing like tax rebates and like a state that used to, I mean, Georgia was like, you know, it was like a rebel state, man. I mean, it was one of those states that was like, we're not going to fucking go along with all this shit. One of the worst or one of the best. Georgia was, if you've read their, uh, secession document, it's all fuck you. We want slaves. (laughs) That is, that is the entirety of it. While other states are more nuanced, Georgia was like, nah. Nah, slaves. That's so crazy yeah. to think about. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, that part of that constitution was good. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't read uh, all of the secession document from every state that tried to secede. Um, I probably should because I talk, I talk about that stuff quite a bit on the show. Um, but I'm just not as intelligent as some of the, some of these other people. You know what I mean? I just can't, do, I just can't be. I try, uh, Larry. We we were talking. I'm some, jealous. <laughs> we, I, I am so jealous. Yeah. You guys actually have states that actually like respond to libertarians. Mine do too, <laughs> though. Mine actually respond also. How my respond is when I went to the Republicans and I said, "Now I'm a fusion state, which means in my state, we're the only state where we do this, where you can actually run on multiple lines, right, at the same time. So I can run as a libertarian, as a Democrat, Republican, conservative, whatever I want, in a bunch, and all the votes together count." for my victory if I were to have one. So I went to the Republicans and I said, hey, why don't we follow this Evan McMullen plan, right? McMullen in Utah, where the Utah, it's four to one Republicans and Democrats. And the Democrats said, statewide election, we can't win. What the hell? We'll get behind this McMullen guy and see what we can do. And now Mike Lee, who, by the way, I'm a friend of, I like Mike. I don't want him to lose. I was on stage with him during Freedom Fest. I don't want him to lose. But he he has a chance of losing when he won with 40 po- he won by 40 points last time there's actually a chance that he might lose wow. because all the people got together to go against him right so i said hey why don't you republicans you know let me be that guy and they were like larry you have to become a republican i said then i lose because we're 3 to 1 democrat to republican right. it doesn't work and i said look don't pick me just let me run in your primary just let me run in your primary i'll run as a libertarian like just like um, Bernie Sanders runs the independent Democratic primary. Right. Let me run as libertarian in your primary. And they went, you know what? No. And we're going to spend twenty to $40,000 on suing you off the ballot in civil court. Of course. Of course. And they did that. Yeah. And then they didn't sue anybody else. They only sued me in civil court, got me off the ballot. I dropped 300 grand on trying to get in the ballot, 40 grand on lawsuits, lost, lost. I'm not joking. When we cut st- state and federal, and including all appeals, nine times. Well, then, we went, oh, and, then nine. and then people want to ask you, Larry, why, why, why not the Republicans, Larry? Why not the Republicans? <laughs> yes, I, I literally said, just pick me, and and I said, I'll, I'll, I'll run in your primary as a libertarian, and I'll win in your primary. And they were like, yeah, you might. So no. So we're going to sue no. you to get you off the ballot. And we're going to sue you instead of get rid of you. And it's so, and it it's, so it's so crazy. We talked about this earlier today uh, online. It was kind of your your page on Twitter and my page on Twitter kind of double teaming the people that were up coming up going, oh, we have to vote Republican. I said, I said, dude, it's New York. Okay. Yes. The, the, the Republican is not going to win in New York. No I don't, way. I don't know what kind of copium some of these people are huffing right in New York to think that the Republicans are going to win against Hochul. Okay. This is just insane to me. When, when, where at all outside of upstate do Republicans win in New York? They don't, they do win. They do win locally, locally. A lot of Republicans win in New York state locally, but not enough. I mean, we, we have a super majority in our assembly Democrat, a majority in our state Senate Democrat. And I want to be clear on something, a Republican, 
has not won any statewide election, not AG, not lieutenant governor, governors, and nothing in 20 years. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. What kind, what kind of copious yes. do you have to be? I mean, California. And trust me. Trust me. Republicans can win. Just, just, just trust source, me. We got source, it this just time, trust dude. Me, guys. Well, it it's, so, it's so funny to me because I'm from California, right, Larry? And, yep. and I'm from the Bay Area of California. And growing yep. up, I mean, even for us growing up, Every four years, there was a Republican. Every four years, there was a Democrat in, in yep. as governor of California. Correct. Okay. New York hasn't had even had that luxury. New York hasn't yeah. even had that luxury. I mean, I'm saying nothing. It's, it's, it's pure copium for any Republican in New Correct. York to be saying the Republicans can win here. You have a better chance of getting Larry Sharp elected as a libertarian than yes. you do of winning a Republican race for governor there. I tell people this all the time, and some of them are starting to get it. New York will go gold before it goes red. I know who supports me already. Like I know we, I've run already. I've lost already. I've run polling. I know I've, I've spent almost a million dollars in the past five years. I'm not even joking. Almost a million dollars in the past five years running across this state. That's how much time and energy I've spent. I know that of the 100% of people who support me, 25% of them are registered Democrats. 40% are registered Republicans. 35% are other or third party or something else. That's as close as a third and a third and a third as you're going to get in New York State. There's nobody who could do this. I was polling at 6% across the state last December before I announced. <laughs> and they were like, yes, I didn't even announce yet. I was polling at 6%. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, guys, this is a chance. And they went, yeah, you might actually win. So we're going to sue you off the ballot. Bye. Yes, absolutely. That was their response. Absolutely ridiculous. Yes. Uh, I just, but I got a question oh, go for Larry. Uh, Larry, huge fan. AJ Fisher. Uh, do you, bro, do you this take... isn't a convention. You could just be like, yo, Larry, what's yo, up? Yo, Larry, what's up? Huge fan. <laughs> so do you think the threats against you are a sign of success? We were talking about that earlier about how, you know, they're coming after you because you are a threat. Do you see this as more of a success rather than a failure? It's, it's a failure on my part, right? I take responsibility for this. When, when I was polling at 6%, what I should have thought, and I didn't, shame on me, um, I should have thought, wow, they're going to come at me with, with all guns a-blazing. I should trust no one, and I should go hardcore on this and make impact. That's what I should have said. But what I thought was, no, we, they, they'll understand how a coalition could work, and we could actually win this thing. What I didn't realize is, the Republicans in my state have accepted the loss and just wanted to grift. And they knew that they couldn't grift as much with me. And that was accurate. They were right. And they were like, whoa, we can't grift with Larry. So we don't want that guy. He'll get in the way. Yeah, that's right. Because we be grifting with Larry. I guess Larry. about politics is because I think that anyone in charge is actually a human being. That's when I'm wrong. Right. And I was wrong again. Right. Of course. Uh, Dennis, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, How you doing, man? Why why did yeah. you choose why did you choose to run against Market Ru Marco Rubio? <laughs> um, you know, like I said, man, it's a combination of things. I was looking at it, man. We we didn't run anyone statewide in 2018. We were kind of in that um uh in that mode where we we had uh just kind of gotten started really going statewide with what we had operation first step over here. Uh you a little familiar with that when you were running for for chair the first time. Um it was something we had started down in Miami-Dade. I had gotten elected uh, locally down there, a uh, little special taxing district where I used to live right. over there. 
And yeah, um, I should have started this off with you are an elected libertarian. I, I don't know how I missed that up, that missed that opportunity. That's all right, man. That's all right. So this is about the candidates and candidates run now. I'm, I, yeah, it's been a little bit since I've been out of there, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it was soon after I first got involved with the party, getting involved uh, locally that we were started having that push and really started doing it first down in Miami Dade. Um, the guys who, who were, who were running there was kind of like their brainchild and, really kind of just putting in the legwork to find these things. They asked me if I was interested in doing, I said, yeah. Uh, and I kind of had stuff going on there anyway. And uh, so I stepped up and I did it and I kind of got a little bit of experience. Uh, I think, and what I, I you know, keep telling people whenever I get the chance is that I think it's pretty relevant experience because even though it was at such and such a low level, um, such a tiny district and everything, it's still the fact that like the first two years I was there, I couldn't do absolutely anything. I mean, literally the, the rest of the board voted against me Every time. I mean, unless we were unless it was a motion to adjourn the meeting or, or approve the minutes, uh, everything I did died for lack of a second. Anything they wanted to do. I was the one against four. And I mean, that's just that's what it was for two for for two solid years. Can, can I tell um, can I, I, can I, I stop you there for a second? Sure, man. Can I, can I tell you that I know exactly how that feels being on an, <laughs> an LNC for four years that li- I had to literally go around. I would have to give Stephen Nicola motions and be like, you got to make this motion for me. I can't make it. They're going <laughs> to vote it down. I know you're, or, or, or you know what I mean? Like I could not say anything yeah. unless I wanted to make yeah. a statement. That was the only time I'd stand up. I'd give my speech. I know my thing would fail and I'd give my speech, but that was the part. That was the point. So I totally understand what you're talking about as an at large yeah, on an LNC that hated me. I, I never could bring anything to the board at all. Yeah, no, it, it was something where, um, and I, I was jokingly sort of called it, you know, as being the like the lone no vote and all these sort of things, you know, it's like the Ron Paul experience, man. You know, you do that for, for a few years and, um, and, you know, like, thankfully, like I said, I got some turnover in the, in the midterms of 2018 and was able to do some stuff uh, after that. They weren't libertarians per se, but it, it was enough to where I could work with people and, and actually, you know, make a little bit of progress, make meetings accessible, cut a bunch of nonsensical spending that nobody wanted. Right. And, um, and so kind of went on from there. But like I said, in 2018, when I'm in the middle of all that, we, we didn't run anybody statewide. And part of that was the focus on, on, on all the local stuff, which I understood. Um, but the whole point of that was to say, well, okay, then we want to be able to use that as a pipeline to bring people up who are going to be able to do something. So I had, you know, a decent bit of experience from what I'd done. Um, and, you know, it just happens to be the, you know, Larry's talking about, you know, all those challenges that he had in getting sued off the ballot and everything. And it's a, you know, it's an absolute nightmare. And and, and my hat's off to all the libertarians in every other state. One of the things that also kind of motivated me with all this and just kind of put the pieces in the puzzle, just set us up to be in the position to do it, is the fact that, you know, we do have more favorable ballot access laws here in Florida. Um, and that's not thanks to the duopoly. That's thanks to you know, a prior generation of libertarians and such, you know, suing for and winning in court uh, because of them, you know, the it, it's basically an even playing field in the sense that, well, the only thing I have to do is the same thing they have to do. So it's either paying the filing fee or it's uh, or it's doing the signatures. But um, and strangely enough, it's the same filing fee, whether you're running for for House or you're running for statewide for Senate. So um, so I say, well, hell, we can put it we can put a libertarian in every ballot. And Marco Rubio is absolutely awful. So um, this should be an easy sell to anybody who's uh, who's doing this. And so, you know, it's it's a combination of factors. But we decide, you know, um, let me do this, you know, and if, if nobody else is going to step up and do it, I, I figured, you know, hell, like I said, I can bring a few things to the table 
and uh, and just go out there and, and try and do my best to give out the message, put some stuff together and, you know, reach as many people as I can. And it's a it's been an interesting thing, you know, and, and it's a it's really an um, you can't overstate the benefit to it, and particularly in a race like this. You know, I've been watching since the since the mail in ballots went out, just the 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 traffic on the website and everything just skyrocket. You know, my web, you know, at least a bunch of these videos getting, you know, hundreds and then thousand views and, and everything else. And so you know, there's progress. People are noticing, people are looking and getting interested in it. And it's crazy to hear. I was, like I said, I was out Saturday. Some people come up to me and tell me, Hey, I voted for you already. And, and that's just wild, you know, and, um, you know, just the, the whole thing that's going on, man. And, and talking to people and hearing some people tell me I wasn't going to vote and now I'm going to go and vote for you. And Heck some yeah. people, you know, it's, it's, um, it's encouraging, you know, we're going to see, you know, we, we, we've done the best we can with very limited resources still but uh but at the end of the day it, it's going to be you know we we do our best we let the chips fall where they may and hopefully we make enough noise that uh you know we can accomplish some of what uh some of what the other guys here were talking about you know we, we try to push them in a direction and um and if not something better you know i i always jokingly say that uh um not totally jokingly but you know it would take a miracle but miracles happen yeah. so why not <laughs> they do. so why yeah, not? they do hey josh <laughs> can i just bring up one thing real fast i'm sorry sure bring up one thing real fast i never answered aj's question um yes it is a good thing and it is a it, it means that we are winning so yes all the attacks we're getting means we are winning remember the old saying right first they ignore you what then they fight you then they fight you no, no first no, they first, laugh at you first they ignore you then they laugh at you then they fight you and then yes. you win there, there we go we're at the fight part so the wind's coming next so yes Awesome, Larry. Thanks. They Absolutely. are fighting. Good uh, deal. Sh shout out, hold on. Shout out to Morgan uh, Mogus for the ten dollars super chat. He said <laughs> you're going to try and read the super chat. That's my that's my job, bro. Uh, no, he said he said uh, met Josh Shapiro on his bus tour and asked him if he'd debate Mac Hackenberg. Uh, said he'd never been suggested and his handlers immediately rushed him away. I don't think he likes me very much. Matt, Matt, <laughs> you'd be you'd be up for that debate, I'm sure, right? Oh, I, I would love it. We uh, we. Stage something similar. Uh, Morgan is my uh, campaign manager. He's he's great, and uh, we did something similar where uh, uh, Doug uh, Mastriano was going on Timcast, and we had a bunch of people get together and shoot him a bunch of super chats uh, to read at the end, including one about challenging him to a debate. Uh, you know, Doug's big push for this uh, race has been like, "Oh, Josh Shapiro won't debate me. He's a coward. He's a coward." So we called him out on Timcast IRL uh, live. So if you're not a coward, then debate me instead, you know, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, so we got a little attention from that, which was always lovely. Yeah. It's always nice to make these people look like the clowns that they are. And they are clowns, man. That's the thing. Like, it's just, it's, you know, Republicans, Democrats, all clowns. And it's, it's like, look, dude, this Same isn't thing. a, this isn't a new like idea in the, like in the libertarian party. Okay. Like, like the party's been around for 50 years and for some reason we're just now starting to get this this noticed by you know these shit bags right. and these, these right. I, listen i try to tell people i've traveled all over the country right i've gone to like 48 states over the last six years or something like that i've gone to a lot i've met a lot of politicians state legislators yeah. and local politicians sen uh, senators congress people a lot and i'd say like 95 percent of them are absolute pieces of shit I mean, you yeah, could yeah. tell from the yeah. first minute you meet them and talk yes. to them that they're absolute oh, yeah. pieces of shit. Um, I mean, even even the Libertarian Party, you know, a lot of the bunch of the old guard people who are just you know LARPing politics, playing politician, like like scumbags, right. you know, just stabbing in the back, 
And it's like, why, you know, for your own, you know, grandizement, you know, it, it, it's bizarre. And if you're a good person, if you're a functioning, healthy, loving person, you're not used to it and catches you off guard right. first time. If you're a functioning, Absolutely. healthy, loving person, you're probably not in politics. <laughs> that, exactly. Hey, shut and up, dude. I'm a, I, you know what I mean? I'm like, fun, I'm kind of functioning, you know? Uh, no, but no, I, I, we I call you high functioning. I'm high. I am high functioning. Yeah. No, I, 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 it's. Look, it, it, you're right with the party too, and it's so funny to me because um, this this whole like infighting about how we're losing all these donors and all this money and we're right. not doing. But like I'm, you know, I I, I do admit that for like the last uh, two months or something, I've been kind of MIA in my duties as vice chair because we're working on this adoption process and all this stuff. It's been a lot, okay. And I'm gonna get I'm gonna get back to it probably around Christmas time, and I'll be good. But um, I also get to watch what's actually happening, and so like. I'm watching all this good stuff happen. At the same time, all these people who used to have control of the party are telling me that all this bad stuff is yeah. happening in the party. And I'm like, right. I see what's happening. Like I actually know, I, I've been in executive uh, session where I know like the, the specifics that we're not even allowed to talk about publicly. And like, I know that the party is doing very well right now. I know that right. our candidates are, look at Alabama got ballot access all on their own. They're running like 50 statewide candidates or something. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Okay. Like Alabama's never done that. Microcosm. Just just like a national, like we, uh, yeah, I'm privy to a lot of the, the stuff that's going behind, going on behind closed doors, and we're doing phenomenal. We've gotten more candidates on the ballot this year than ever before. This is the first time we've ever been approached by a major party candidate to make a deal with us. So it's like we are, you know, kicking ass and taking names. Well, this is this so, and, and a lot of people don't understand. Like your your state party was like one of the first parties that got like overtaken by the Mises caucus. And I mean, it's the birthplace of the Mises caucus is right here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Michael Heiss and Luke Enzer. And I mean, they're, they're from, this is where they're from. And, right, right. um, and, and Mark, and I feel like I love all these guys. They're all just some of my favorite people in the world, but all great. Yeah. It's a great team here. Yeah, great absolutely. Team. But you, but it was like, once they took over last year, at the convention, it was like the doom saying started right away. Oh yeah, the party's done here. Uh, all ballot access is going to be lost. They're not going to run any candidates, and and that they still are are saying those same things despite oh, yeah, you guys yeah. having more candidates running than you've ever had. Not only that, not only do we have more candidates on the ballot now, we did it all with volunteer petitioners. We didn't do any didn't paid pay. petitioners for the first time ever. And they had to pay when they because they, they yep. you know the claim to fame is that they had more elected libertarians than anywhere else. Although all of those elected positions, I, very few of them were partisan. They were a lot of them were uncontested. I know the truth about Pennsylvania. My wife is the auditor of our town through that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I saw I saw Michael uh, Michael Heiss get getting sworn in for his duties as a uh, uh, election what is it election counter vote counter or something like that that he, yeah, he got elected michael Ball heiss and he's like i can't believe they're letting me do this shit. you know he's just sitting there like i don't even know how to count <laughs> I, I think he just wrote himself in too i don't think he actually put himself on yeah, the ballot he just wrote himself in and he won and, yeah. and so like these were the these were the these were the like the elections that they were holding up as like this great thing and like don't get me wrong florida did something very similar and and i'm sure that dennis will talk about it in a little bit but florida did something very similar the, with the, the operation first step they basically went around the state and found every single election that they could run somebody for and found everybody that would run for those elections and ran them those elections and they got a ton of elected libertarians 
Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. It was smaller positions, but what it does now, is it helps you build up your repertoire so that people know you in your community. And then, and I talked to um, um, uh, uh, city council, or sorry, county supervisor Jeff in California. Um, I, uh, did I did I say that right, Larry? Who is what's his name again? I always mess up. Jeff Hewitt. Yeah, Jeff Hewitt, right? Um, Jeff Hewitt. He is uh, the ca- he's a supervisor in uh, Riverside. Right, super county supervisor in Riverside. I talked to him about it. He won a city council seat and then a mayor seat and then and then county supervisor in Riverside. Now Riverside County has a it has a a, a budget that's like two billion dollars or something like that. It's mm-hmm. it's got a population that's bigger than like ten other states or something. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's like. Truly, you know, before Amash flipped, he was like our biggest elected libertarian in the country because it was such a big demographic of people that he was actually in charge of. There's five county supervisors, this huge budget, all this stuff. Um, And he said the same thing. He said, run for a a small local position. People in your community will start to trust you. When he was was the mayor of Calamesa, he got the opportunity to get all of the fire uh, department and the police off of the CalPERS. Uh, retirement, get them all on their own 401k, save the, he basically saved his town from going bankrupt. Everyone was happy. I mean, and he got to show what libertarian policy can actually do. And that's how he got elected the county supervisor. He also got to shake it, shake hands and mix it up with all, you know, these other people that work in these positions. And right. it's a good thing to do. I don't want there, to take there's like, gotcha. yeah, there's but a, the Republicans a... stabbed him in the back with Larry Elder. Of course they did. Hmm. There's so much power to be had at a local level. And like, I, this is one of the main, main Mises messages are in, especially in, in our state in Pennsylvania, like my campaign is more to, to drive attention to the local races, right? I provide like a, a morale boost, a, a shining light in the distance for the local races, because those are the races that really matter, right? Whether it be like, you know, town councils and, and uh, you know, state reps and things along those, those natures, those are actually a matter. Those are races we can win and we can actually make change and you know the, the governor race statewide race is like well i'm never gonna win um they're not gonna let me win right um but uh i can help uh, bring attention to the down ballot candidates which is a huge part of our, you know our role here well and i, and I in don't, general i don't the, think a lot of people know I touch that piece if i could for a second josh yeah go ahead because i think he's exactly right right in 2018 even though i only got two percent of the vote that was enough for new york state in, to to, for me to get ballot access right. for the party I crossed the country in tw- country. I crossed the state in 2019 again. I crossed the entire state supporting local candidates. Most don't know this. We had 107 victories in New York State in 2019. We went from zero libertarians to 107 in one year, and then in 2020, the state took our ballot access away, and they all went away. But he totally correct. Yes, Matt's 100 correct. Locals, what matters? The reason why in New York State the governor race matters so much is in New York State. That's the only way to get party status. Yep. Literally, we could have a senator. We don't have party status. It is, according to our law, that it must state. be the governor's race only. Just and now the presidential race, 
and you must get a certain amount in that race only to get ballot access. So that's why we run governor candidates. Que Quest Fanning, thanks for the $5 super chat. He said, if 10% of Larry Sharp's ideas were implemented, New York would improve overnight, e.g. corporations co-naming and ma maintains bridges. 100%, totally correct, yeah. yes. And, and they won't take it. When I was on Rogan, Rogan always ends, ended that one by the same way. He said, Larry, you have great ideas. You should lock those ideas down. I said, why? He said, people will take them. I said, take them. I don't got to run anymore. Take off, <laughs> fix my state. I'll go back home. I don't need to be doing this. I'm not punishing myself. Take my stuff. Shane. Been there for five years and no one takes it. Shane. Yes, sir. Uh, so, so your race is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm very excited. I, 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 if you need to bug out to Iowa when it's over, you're free to come hang out with us. We got an extra room. You can bring the family. I totally get it. Um, you also have another race where your candidate in Georgia was invited to the, um, to the debates, which is it's crazy to me. I mean, just to see a gubernatorial candidate that's not Donald Rainwater in Indiana and, uh, and a U.S. Senate candidate get to be included in the statewide debates on television and, you know, syndicated all this stuff. It's crazy. Um, who are you? Vo are you voting for Herschel Walker? Are you as big a cowboy fan as <laughs> other people or are Not you voting? For, you. Are you voting for Chase? <laughs> oh, you are such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I'm a huge cowboy fan. And, and listen, I, I, I made a post recently. I said, you know, as, as much as we have fundamental issues, me and chase, I would still vote for chase. I would. And I'm a huge yeah, Cowboys fun. fan. Okay. It's funny. Huge. Chase. Yeah. Chase and I went to the, to the same high school. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to put the onus on chase to still earn my vote before, sure. uh, the end of tomorrow. Right. You're like, I'm, I'm not going to vote till tomorrow afternoon. Chase, if you hear this, earn my vote. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the ballot access thing. I, I think you guys are right on. Um, but yeah, like here's the thing is, you can you can make the ballot in Georgia, and I think you probably make the ballot in a lot of different states, depending on what the ballot access laws are. The debate stuff here in Georgia was it's it's kind of a fluke, right? This Atlanta Press Club that's hosted uh, by the Georgia Public Television Network down here, Public Television for God's sakes. Of uh, we libertarians are just like, oh Jesus, how can we like, get more money for public for, for public television, Shane? Can come we on. show up on this? Let me, let me tell you a little bit behind the scenes about this kind of stuff. When they invite you in to do these kind of things, you are a prop for them to say, hey, listen, we invite everybody. And then what happens is, is those two on the, you know, the left and the right, quote unquote, the Republicans and Democrats, they attack each other. And as they're attacking each other, then they're not saying shit about you, the libertarian. So you have to be very like, Hey, listen, we're going to we're going to say something on this subject. Whenever you guys bring up the subject, we're going to say something or else. And then you also get labeled like belligerent and asshole, like I, all sorts of names. Right. It's just like you have to do this kind of stuff. But I think, you know, to echo you guys like the the ballot access at local levels, because here in Georgia, we have our first, you know, as libertarians, our first full slate of libertarians at the state level. We can't run anything below a state level candidate. So if you want to run for mayor or dog catcher or something like that, like not happening. If you want to run for Senate, you want to run for governor, AG, commission, whatever, you can you can do that for now. Um, they just got rid of PSC and all that fun stuff down here. But like you, this is I think this is kind of where, you know, if you get these type of opportunities, you better be ready to go. Like it's one of those things where 
Like you get a moment, and if you can talk about things like ballot access, and you can call, you know, Stacey Abrams a liar on national television, basically, and say, "Hey, listen, you're trying to get you know voters in the booth for Democrats, but you don't really care about voter oppression in terms of ballot access for everybody else." Great time to make those kind of points. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the for the most part, yeah, we've we've got we've got a, a pretty good ticket down here in Georgia. Ted Metz uh, as the uh, the attorney. I'm sorry, attorney general. Yeah, I think it's attorney general he's running for. Am I doing that right? Like, no, secretary of state. I'm sorry, oh, that's, secretary that's of state. Yeah, secretary of state. Yeah, I Mark love Ted. Cap- by the way, Fucking yo amazing. man, Ted is a great <laughs> great candidate, and he is like he's got a real chance to do something pretty big down here. Like, if if Ted doesn't get more of the percentage than everybody on this, that's how you know this whole thing is fixed down here in Georgia. Like Ted, <laughs> after the, the the 2020 results. You know, Brian Kemp being the secretary of state at the time that instituted uh, the machines that we vote with down here. And then you've got, um, you know, Brian Carr, who's his lackey, you know, and at at the same time, like fixed elections and everything else. Yeah. Ted Metz should do extremely well in Georgia uh, tomorrow night. For sure. Uh, Shout out to my friend Hector Roos. Thanks for the $5 Super Chat, man. He said, this is a great moment to remember. Florida hasn't had a statewide candidate in 10 years, and now we have two, Dennis Mizigoy and Hector Roos for uh, governor who's running against DeSantis. Uh, How how do you feel about finally having some statewide candidates, Dennis? You know, I'm just, my focus is not, you know, it's it's more than even just having candidates. You know, we don't just want to have a name on the ballot. You want to have it and you want to actually use it and and be put out the message and have people hear. And so that when people come and look, they, you know, I don't want to throw somebody under the bus, but we had, you know, a candidate in another state out West, because I think all of us here are just up and down the East Coast. So, um, you know, we had a candidate out West and there was, you know, the soundbite that was going around was not very, uh, you know, didn't really make us look all that good. And, uh, you know, I want us to look good. I want us to, um, you know, represent the the principles that we all that got every one of us excited about, you know, being involved in this. And, and you know, I don't necessarily just got us excited about it. But, you know, I mean, like Larry was saying, we'd love for the, everybody else to take our ideas. We'd love for the guys who who are just so into getting elected and, and they will do anything to get elected. We would love for them to take our ideas and, you know, just make the world better. Um, Mm -hmm. and not have to do this. We do this because they won't do that. We do this because they refuse to do the right things and, and kind of follow with that. And so for me, it's just, um, you know, having somebody on the ballot, look, I, I get it from the lay person's perspective out of sight, out of mind. So if they look at a ballot, you know, a couple of, like I said, back in 2018, we had a gubernatorial race and we had the, uh, the Senate race with, um, Rick Scott and Bill Nelson. And, that was the only two names on the ballot. And you look, if I'm going to sit here and, and harangue people and say, man, the Republicans suck and the Democrats suck, I got to give you something else. And I'm trying to give them something good so they can actually look at that insane. So, you know, uh, and so I'm hopeful for how that's going to look. And, and we're going to see, you know, particularly I think in my race, at least seeing what that's going to what that's going to materialize. And I unfortunately I haven't had the benefit of, you know, getting uh, getting invited to the debates, but I had the benefit of being on the ballot. So we're going to see how the chips fall, man. Sure. And uh, I do, I do want to sh- give a shout out. Uh, Martin Cowan is running for attorney general in Georgia, by the way, who I love to death as well. Martin Cowan is one of the most based boomers I've ever met in my entire life. The guy uh, <laughs> does not give a shit what you have to say about anything. He's going to tell you how he feels. And uh, I think that's a great spot for him, attorney general. I, I didn't even realize that Martin was running for attorney general. I, I try to keep up with every libertarian race that I can. It's, it's hard. You know what I mean? When you got, I think that, I think we, we just have, you know, thousands. Now it's really hard. Well, I think we just I think we just looked up and there was like there was like 
over 300 uh, statewide races being run right now, uh, 700 local and county races, um, and then you know several federal races on, on top of that as well. It's a lot. It's a lot to keep up with. And and there's a lot of candidates that I like, and I catch them here and there. But man, it's a lot. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I know that there's probably people who are like, hey, how come you didn't have me on your show? How come you didn't have me on your show? And it's like I I try. I would like to have all the candidates on my show. Unfortunately, my show is only twice a week. We'll do like a week long live stream. <laughs> for uh every every race and every single libertarian candidate gets like five minutes well and it was it was funny because i have like a sh- i have like a short list of like 30 candidates that i want to have on my show you know what i mean and i'm like i'm like trying to get it gone and um that's why i did this because i was like i was like well at least i could have four of some of my favorite candidates that i've been watching on and of course i've had uh the the other three of you on i've never had matt on the show but i did want to get matt on the show i was able to meet him in reno and he just seemed like a great guy so i was i was excited about his and and the mises caucus was really excited about his his campaign which always uh makes me very happy you know if the, if the caucus Ross, is excited, what you're doing though is very important it is very important to have you have to you have, it's very important what you're doing and i say this because Look, if you if you're a Republican, the Fox News puts on nine, ten Republicans a night now, right? If you're a Democrat, MSNBC puts you on all night long. We're the ones who don't get anybody. We don't get any press, right? And you know my Libertarians drinking coffee live that I did when I'm not running. Right. I've had over a hundred candidates on. I have them on all the time because we got to get candidates accustomed to being interviewed, long form. We got to give them. We have to give them that that you know that that content they can put on their websites, on their YouTube pages. Uh, we have to do that. So you doing it is important. If you only got it twice a week, maybe you should be doing it three times a week. Well, anyway, you should be doing as much as you possibly Larry, can. Larry, I'm raising six kids here, to. man. Give me a break. Well, throw them on there. Have one on your lap. Come on now, do that. It's fine. It's, do one by. We've talked about, we, well, we've, <laughs> talk, we've talked about doing that with, uh, with, with, uh, my 11 year old having my 11 year old on as a guest uh once in a while you know i had my mom on the show when i first started the show and everybody loved that it was one of my most viewed like early episodes which <laughs> i thought was funny what's up I, Ryan? I think we could get my mom on except the rule for her would be we could not swear that's the full reason uh-huh. she doesn't listen because we drop the f-bomb too much oh dude i don't think i can i don't think i could do an episode without cursing episode. anymore I, I would I would love to try to do that. I know I'm supposed to like be reserved and stuff, but like people know people know who I am. They know that I cuss and say that for it. I was a sailor, man. You know what I mean? And I was an anti-war activist after that. It was like I used to scream fucking war hawk at, at at you know all kinds of different Republicans in person. And I you know I just that's who I am. And uh, you know they 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 say something about um in really intelligent people cuss a lot, but I don't think that's true because I'm not very intelligent. Okay. I do cuss a lot. No, it's true. Wholesome <laughs> boy. Uh, Matt, what's what's uh what do you think what do you think's gonna uh, happen in your race, man? Oh, I think um uh, I don't think I'm gonna win. I think I'm gonna hopefully clear four percent and get us uh, ballot access. Uh, I'm really hoping that the uh, the establishment party races between Shapiro and Mastriano will be close, and I'll take the blame for that loss. Even though it's nonsense, but um, you're also I'm free really to hoping. come bug out in Iowa, dude, if you got to. Okay, you have friends. Oh, it's, yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, I you know I like a little little challenge, a little sure. fun in life. You know, you're also you got, not a small uh, guy. I feel like you could probably handle yourself pretty well. You're probably, I think, yeah. I think you're the biggest yeah. guy on this this episode right now for sure. Probably. Yeah, he's yeah, a big, I'm, he's a big uh, man. Yeah. Six and a half feet tall, so yeah, I tell over. He's most. like six five. Yeah, yeah. neither you or I yeah. are small. I'm six two. Yeah. I'm like six two two forty. I'm not a little guy, and you've got an inch on me. I think. Oh, I, yeah. I'm two yeah. inches shorter than you. 
You're, are you really? Yeah, I'm no, I six can't foot. tell. I can't tell anymore. Maybe I'm shrinking. I know Matt. Matt definitely towers over me. There's no doubt about it. Oh, I met, I, I met him I tower over all. There are rare, rare instances where someone's taller than me, and it's very awkward. Yeah, you're six. You're six six, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dude. But I'm supreme uh, dictator. All everyone who's taller than Matt. <laughs> we got to get rid of everybody who's taller than me yeah. right away. Yeah, Absolutely, and also uh, immediately put it out in the news that I do not poop. Actually, I expend all my energy because I never <laughs> stop working. Uh, I don't even have a butthole. So um, no, I get it, man. I, I so I mean, it's 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 gonna be tough, dude. Pennsylvania can be a rough place as a Cowboys fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, who, who uh, understands people from the Philly area uh, very well. It's, uh, it can be really rough when they're not happy with you, man. What's, so, I mean, are you prepared for yeah. that? It, it's like Pennsylvania is an interesting state, too, because it's a very different culture in Philly versus Pittsburgh and everywhere in between. Uh, very different cities. Uh, well, really, I mean, I'm excited for the, the Fetterman race. It's just brilliant. Um, <laughs> running uh, our state is just so wonderful. Hello, like, everybody. Good night. As well true. Yeah. As well true. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, yeah, as well yeah. true. He's he's basically yeah. the I I feel like uh, if you could point to the absolute pinnacle of democracy, you would get John Fetterman. That's who you would get. Yep. Yep. He's running. He's running against uh, Oz, Doctor Oz. Right. Which is yep. like like really the the guy supports like wearing masks. It's like the Republicans deserve to lose. I hope they lose and they deserve every ounce of it and they should hopefully what, learn something. What district it. are they running in? What the? This is for Senate. Oh, that's Senate. That's U.S. Senate. That's oh my god! Yeah, I gotta yeah. put that guy up for Senate. Why did I think it was? Oh, yeah. Why did I think it was State Senate in my head? Nope. Oh my I god! Was like Fauci on meth. They really want to. <laughs> <laughs> they really want to put that guy up in the U.S. Senate. Dude. Mm -hmm. That's great. True. We deserve that. That's what we deserve yeah, right they're now. They're sending their best. <laughs> I hope he wins. If you're gonna, if you're I gonna, can't wait. I mean, it's gonna be great. I mean, I'm burn it down, baby. Man. Burn it down. If you're gonna listen, yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna. If you're gonna have a circus, you got to put your best clowns up. You know what I mean? Right, right. I actually get the, get the clowns, squeeze them in that clown car, and you know we have we have <laughs> Biden, they have Fetterman. They can have great conversations. Think about it. Oh As well, God. true. They can debate back and forth. And you just, I just want to see, I just want to see, see Joe Biden and John Fetterman uh, have oh a conversation God. in Ultimate. the same room together. Just those yeah. two on camera for an hour. I want to see Fetterman. I want to see Fetterman uh, like filibuster. Like a like a like a Republican controlled <laughs> yeah. like a Republican controlled Senate filibustered by John it, fucking Federer. Like Hello, everybody. Spell you through in the bath. <laughs> he's like, he's like <laughs> it's like the speak and spell you through in the bath. Holy shit! He's a uh, <clears throat> he's uh he's wild man. I don't know how you guys. I don't know. I just I don't know what the fucking what the hell are like the Democrats thinking AI in Pennsylvania, dude? Well, so it, it, it's the Democrats so are pointing bad. these horrible people, and then the Republicans are like, hey, you know what? Let's see if we can do worse. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. really? What, what the fuck? I swear this state is not retarded. Like, our state is way less retarded than our candidates. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, it's kind of hard to watch that race and think that Pennsylvania is not super retarded, dude. I'm going to be honest with you. But I did, I, I did I have the best sandwich of my enough. life in, in, in Pennsylvania, so I can't be mad We're about excluding it. Kensington Avenue. We're excluding Kensington Avenue. I don't even know what Kensington is. That oh, he does. In Philly? Is that in Philly? Philly? That's the street in Philly that has its own YouTube channel. There's a whole YouTube channel. Do you know? Oh, are yeah. you are you you're in the, the more in the Pittsburgh area, right, Matt? Me? I, well, I'm actually uh, out in the eastern Pennsylvania, but I I identify more with the western Pennsylvania. Oh, so yeah. You're like you're like you're like almost New Jersey. Is that what the or am I doing? Am I getting? Yeah, right? I can see New Jersey from my uh, my porch. Okay. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes so, sense. It's kind of like we're it's kind of like how you can see uh, you can see Russia from Canada. It's like that close, right? Yeah. But like more communist. <laughs> That's it's funny that you guys say that because um, my good friend Mike Rufo. 
uh, who's also on the LNC now, is from New Jersey. And he was on the show once. And one of the best explanations I've ever heard, because I was like, well, how about the Republican and Democrat fight in New Jersey and how are Republicans there? And he's like, listen, we don't have Republicans. We have progressives and then we have far left communists. Yeah. I mean, that's all we have. Yeah. There is no Republicans in New Jersey. And, uh, right. and that, I felt that on like a visceral level coming from California. You know what I mean? Hey, the Republican hey, guys, I got to touch yeah. this. If you're going to talk about this, this is New York City. You got to remember this. Bloomberg was our Republican mayor. <laughs> Yeah. That's all I had to yeah. say. So I beat Rufo. I beat him. Just saying, when it comes to bogus Republicans, New York City, you guys cannot touch us. I oh. got you beat. Oh, Larry, you, Larry Bloomberg wait was a just a second. wonderful Republican, though. Okay, he's not at all a gun grabber. He definitely didn't not support any of the 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 sugar taxes or anything like that. He's great. I don't know what you're talking about. He he was he was about literally. I'll be very clear. He wanted to make it illegal. For you to sell a a sugary soda drink more than sixteen ounces, that would be against the law. That was our Republican yeah. mayor here in New York City. That's, just so you're aware. Hey, of that. When when Michael Malice says that that Republicans are just the Democrats or the progressives driving the speed limit, he wasn't talking about Bloomberg. Bloomberg's a straight up Democrat, not driving <laughs> the speed correct. limit. That's correct. Yes, that's a Malice yes. quote. Yeah, that's a Malice quote. Oh. Republicans are Republicans are, are just uh, progressive yeah. drivers. How we roll in New York City is what you do is when you want to run for office, they say, okay, are you a communist? And you go, no, I'm a regular socialist. Oh, you're a Republican. Got it. Done. That's how that works. <laughs> Shane, Shane, Shane sounded like he had some he had some objections there. What's going on, Shane? Yeah, I don't think we're outlawing soda drinks down here, but we have outlawed plants. And the Republican Party in Georgia has never been like far, I don't know, like, towards liberty right like that's never been a thing after the civil rights era and we couldn't do that racist shit anymore down here all the democrats that were in the assembly just said eh, we'll just run as fucking republicans and guess what happened they, they ran as republicans and they won and now like we have this blue dog democratic type of thing that's a little more progressive than it even was back then that's the state of georgia it's quote unquote red because all the democrats became fucking republicans because they couldn't do racist <laughs> shit anymore. yeah because they they were like well we don't have slaves anymore I, yeah. I i was talking about this whole kanye thing recently and i was like <laughs> i was like this is the most i've ever seen the left mad at a, at a black business owner since the end of the jim crow era <laughs> it's true. and people got people got really mad at me for saying that but it's true you said african-american business owner i did say african which makes it better because uh it could nobody knew if i was elon talking about kanye or elon, or elon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's elon it's a, that 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 uh that joke had like some layers to yeah. it for sure especially after all the shit people were giving me about all my other quotes that week so i was like whatever dude i I, I, you know, I talked about that on the show a lot recently too. I mean, um, you know, like the run DMC thing in New York and how the rappers were coming out of the, the hood back then. And like Adidas took advantage of them. And, but there was a bunch of record executives that were like taking advantage of, of hip hop artists and still do that to this day. And a lot of them happen to be of a certain religion. So it was like, you know, I could see why rappers specifically would be like, Okay, well, you know, but I, I'm not saying that it's an actual conspiracy that's really happening. Okay, I want people to understand that. Okay, because that's what people on my that's give what us a billion on, dollars. That's what people on my Twitter think that I'm talking about. <laughs> I just said that I understand where where Kanye is coming from because in his profession he deals with those people a lot. Yeah, start super chatting or you're anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 that's the thing. I'm I'm part Israeli. Uh, my dad's side of the family is Israeli. I've been told this week that I can't be Jewish. Uh, or I I I 
can't be Jewish unless I'm a practicing Jew. Jew. But also, oh. uh, but also, if you have Jewish heritage, you're automatically Jewish. So I was like, oh, I'm, now I'm just really confused. I don't know which one I am anymore. So um, if you do criticize me in any way whatsoever, you're anti-Semitic. Um, <laughs> uh, Dennis, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm 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 just enjoying being a part of the show and being a being you know just sharing the space with everybody else, man. Um, Except for us, we're we're just we're just we're stupid. We're like the weird Al Yankovics of libertarian <laughs> podcasts over here. We just kind of parody ourselves. But um, how do you, how do you think your how do you think your race is going to go tomorrow, man? I don't have a clue, man. Uh, I you know the only things that I thought about. I mean. I'll tell you what, I, I approached everything in kind of stages and I said, you know, what I kind of wanted to do. And I just took it one step at a time. And the first thing was making sure that we qualified. Um, and then once we qualified was then, okay. And from here on, I'm just going to be at peace with whatever we do. And we're going to, you know, try and do and reach as many people as we can. And I just look at it from the standpoint of like, well, look, we've put together all the kind of stuff that we have. I'm, you know, my hopes is just kind of looking at, well, how am I going to do versus like the prior libertarian statewide vote totals, you know, because obviously at least we have from the presidential elections, whatever um, uh, Jorgensen Cohen uh, got in the last, uh, got in 2020 and, and some of the other things in the past, you know, decade or so or whatever. And so if I can pass those bars and at least, you know, we can be, uh, we can be raising that standard a little bit, uh, I'll be happy with that. But, um, but, you know, like I say, you know, I don't want to count it out. I, I mean, I've heard some other people tell me other numbers and I've seen, um, I'm trying to think polling. They obviously they're not including us in polls. No. Um, but you know what I'd seen out there, at least in one, in one place, you know, they had, uh, you know, two or 3% that were for other and 10% that were for undecided. Um, and I think a lot of those undecided are kind of looking out and, and, you know, I'm interested to see what the heck it's going to look like tomorrow. Sure. Um, Obviously, when people are actually stepping in there and they are like, well, 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 these are the names. And, I, you know, I'm sick of these people who are flooding the airways with these damn commercials and, you know, not really saying anything interesting and whatnot. And so we're going to see they go with it, man. Um, you know, I'm just at peace with <laughs> I can't be anything else. I mean, we, we've done what we can to try to reach people and and use what we got for it. And so uh, uh, we're going to see, man. We're going to see. Sure. Uh I got a quest, another quest fanning super chat here. Thanks for the $5 super chat. He said, Shane's debate performance against Abrams and Kemp was great. Good example of how to advance the Liberty message. Yeah, Shane, I agree. I agree with that. That was, a, that was, uh, one of that was a Ron Burgundy moment, you know, where he just gets up there and he like has this thing on economics and it just goes really, really well for him. And he's just like, he snaps out of it. That, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I, I know that feeling. Cause I've been in a few of those debates, buddy. I did. I did like a two and a half hour debate against Larkin Rose. Okay. Um, and, oh, that's and, a long time. And Larkin, and this was for Anarcho Polko. So there was like thousands of people watching online cause it was during yeah. COVID. And, uh, and first of all, I want to say that Larkin Rose, I mean, was like, to me, you know, he was on a pedestal. A lot of his, his uh, writings and stuff like that. And uh, um, it really, I mean, kind of brought me to, to being who I was. It was a big part of my journey. So here I am debating this man who I've read and in the most dangerous superstition and watched some of his, uh, his uh, presentations. And I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be rough. And I came away and people were like, hey man, I think you won. Like I had like agorists like telling me like, you won. We don't agree with your point, but you won. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't know how I did that. And then, and then, in, in fact, I was just at uh, Porkfest a few uh, months ago, and I gave a talk at the Mises Caucus uh, tent, uh, which was um, pretty normal talk. I was just talking about the future of the Libertarian Party and stuff. And 
lo and behold, walks in this little short gentleman named David Friedman, who uh, I have his book literally right behind me, and decides to start debating me during my talk about January 6th and the Mises Caucus and all this stuff. And then he does it again the next day at the main pavilion when I'm giving my hour-long talk on the stage. And I'm like, oh my God, Like I'm starting to get to a point where like, really big names and like great thinkers are starting to debate me. And I don't know, I don't know how I, I still don't know how I got here. I don't, I guess this is what I'm saying is I don't understand why you guys let you me just, get to this point. Yeah, you kept I don't think you guys give yourselves enough credit. <laughs> I do, I'm serious, Shane. Like I don't, I don't know why you guys let me get to this point, um, but here I am. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you why, Josh. I'm <laughs> yes. going to tell you exactly why. Because in 2018, you didn't quit. Right. That's the reason. That is the that that was your point that you could have walked away and you didn't. That was your point where you could have taken a whipping and said, I'm knocked down. I'm not getting back up. You could have done that. But you instead you pushed on all the way to the end. I was with you. Yep. And then you got back up and you kept going. That is the reason that was your that was your crucible. And you passed the test. Well, and, 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 let's, good now. and let's be honest, 2018 was fucking embarrassing, Larry. Like I wanted. Yes, to, I wanted to quit, buddy. Like, I, I know you did. I was like, I was like, whoa, that was brutal, dude. I got my ass whooped. And, you know, I had traveled to all these states and talked to all these people and given speeches. And I, you know, I put all, I lost my job and I let go of a relationship. And it was just like, wow, what do I do now? It's over. And I fucking lost to Nick Sarwark of all the people. Yep. I am so embarrassed. Uh, and I did, I did want to quit, Larry. I did. And I wanted to quit in 20. I wanted to quit in 2020 when I lost too. I did. Um, of course, uh, a little short, wonderful gentleman that I've become good friends with over the last uh, five years. Michael Heiss came up to my hotel room and said, get your ass back down on that floor right now. I said, all right, all right, I'll go back down there. He's a he's a tough little guy, man, you know? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> so I just wanted to give you a reason why. For, for anyone else watching who falls down, the number one thing is get the hell back up. Yeah. That's the number one thing. Get especially, back up. Especially in this politics game. I think, I think a lot of people don't understand, like, I, I got friends who ran for office once, political office, and they were like, they got beat real bad. And you know, got two, two or 3% as a libertarian. I got friends who lost real bad as Republicans and Democrats. And, and they always, they're always like, oh man, that was so disheartening. I can't do it again. And it's like, it's, yep. you know, it's like most of them were like state rep candidates. And it's like, you didn't even have to go anywhere. You just stayed in your own county. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> go do it again. What's wrong with you? Now people in your county know you. You've door knocked, you've talked to people. Like, you're going to lose. Running as a libertarian, you're never going to, you're very rarely going to win your first candidacy right. as a libertarian. And I think, I think I've talked with this, uh, about this with Larry before in the past too. You're not going to, you're probably not going to win your first candidacy as a libertarian. You're just not going to, unless you're running for, Absolutely. you know, a very low level position. If it's state rep or, or anything above that, or even city council or mayor, I mean, it's going to be very hard for you to win as a libertarian. And, and when I was going to run in my district, before I had to move halfway, like right before election season. We just moved in August. Uh, I didn't have enough time to establish residency in my new district to run against, um, I think it's Claire Celsi here. Who I was going to door, door knock the shit out of I know of you doors. were, but I had to move unexpectedly. We had to move out of the district that I was running in. Okay, no big deal. Um, uh, but I was, I was excited because there was, the Republicans weren't going to run anybody against me. Um, I was just going to get to run against the Democrat and I was going to get to door knock without the stigma of an R next to my name. Okay. In a, in a district that has mostly hated the Republicans, um, but were really mad at the Democrats for trying to push for lockdowns and stuff. And I was really excited about that. It's a really good time for us, man. It really is after yes. all the shit that went on. 
Um, William Wells, thanks for the $10 super chat, man. He said, I find it ironic in the notable debates. They were all hosted by or in part by public television, uh, Georgia and Arkansas. I am proud of my home state, North Carolina, getting greater than 50K registered libertarians. That's a, that's a hell of a feat, man. 50K that's registered awesome. libertarians. Um, yes. That, that IPTV thing is also in Iowa as well. That's what happened in, in 2018. Really? And this year too, yeah. 2018 with, uh, with uh, uh, Jake? That, yeah, that was Jake. And then yeah. uh, now in uh, 2022 with, uh, with Rick. I liked Jake a lot, man. But he went yeah, off, he went off, the, he went off the deep end on me, like personally. And so I just told him to kick rock. But I really liked Jake a lot. He was, yeah, he, brought, he brought me into the party. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, we have, a lot, in, we have a lot in Iowa, Never too. gotten more than 30,000. We have a lot in Iowa. And, and uh, I think Nebraska for a, while, for a while, if you can believe that was the number one registered libertarian voter state in the country. Nebraska was. So the Midwest is rife. I mean, it's, it's ripe for this stuff. I mean, you yeah. can. This is, Iowa is a libertarian state. It's on our flag. Yeah, it's, and it's, it is on our flag. We just want to be, want to grow corn and be left alone. Yeah, we just want to grow corn and not smoke pot, though. They don't want to let you smoke pot here. That's yeah. The entire country is like, is ripe for, for like reprogramming. It's like we've, everyone's had their minds blown up. With uh, after Corona and everything else, it's like the Republicans are like, eh. even Democrats. I'm surprised. I talked to Democrats, and they're like, yeah, I don't know about all this. And um, it's amazing. Just like speaking a message of like love and unity, how like how well it reaches and how well it lands on everyone, regardless left or right. Well, we just and, like, I mean really we just went through the... so much tyranny. I mean, right. like like right. tangible tyranny that actually turned yeah. people off to the state for the first time in my lifetime. I mean, I, I want to say that in 2001, so I, 2001 got me involved in the military, okay? I was going to go fight the evil terrorists that attacked my country. Right. Of course. And then, and then that was the first time as a human being, as an American, that I saw we were in the wrong. Okay, and that's right. what made me an anti-war activist. And then, of course, Ron you get to look—you got to look evil in the eye and right. see the reality. Right. right, and then of course, Ron Paul made me a libertarian uh, in 2008 right. after returning home in 2005. Um, but this is the first time I can remember where it was like massive, eye-opening experience for people all over the country yep. to yep. say. We can't ever let this happen again. You know what I mean? I saw people yep. leaving the Democrats. I saw people leaving the Republicans. Yeah. I saw people saying, you know, we're going to fucking bug out and never be a part of this society again. Like, like that's when that happens on like a huge level. Like, I don't know what's coming, but I do know that because right. of that, this is the first time I can remember seeing the libertarians get this much notice in this country. Oh yeah, for sure. It, it's like, you know, people I talk to, the most interesting thing about this is like the people I talk to, they're like, this is all bullshit. Like so many people realize that like the, the left versus right, the R versus D is all just choreographed, like professional wrestling. It's all fake. Right. And like so many people I talk to realize that and like, this is all bullshit and this doesn't matter. And it's, it's amazing, especially people on the left. I never would have guessed. I never would have guessed like how many people on the left are like, are actually realizing how much this is nonsense. Right. And I'm really stoked to see, uh, you know, as time goes on, I think we're going to get, it's going to get better and better. And people are just listen, waiting to be reprogrammed. Well, I talked, I talked about it a lot over the last year or so. It was the, it was so crazy to me because the left, uh, during COVID decided that they needed to send for corporations, big pharma yeah. and the police state. Okay. Yeah. Unprecedented. A reversal. 
unprecedented. Meanwhile, the Republicans were arguing for holistic, natural care. I mean, like <laughs> crunchy, organic mom yeah. shit. And they were like yeah. getting to a point where it seemed like they might be anti-police state for the first time ever. Right. And I was like, holy shit, this is the craziest. You know, when people talk about, you know, how during um, the, you know, the Civil War, the Democrats were or back, you know, Jim Crow, the Democrats were the, the racists and the Republicans were the, you know, the, the abolitionists and this and, this and that. And then they switched. And then they switched, right? Yeah. We're watching yeah. that in real time. <laughs> I, was yes. like, back. I was like, what the hell is yes. going yes. on here? What's the, I, what's the number one issue you guys run into? You know, you guys are saying you're, you're, you're door knocking, you're talking to uh, constituents in your states. I want to hear from each, each person here, what was the number one thing? What was the lightning rod when you talk to people and you're like, oh, crap, this is like, you know, eight out of ten people. Like, it, what's the big issue? It, it, it's changed over the course of the uh, over the summer, but right now the biggest thing is is fuel costs and and especially heating costs. Like, how the fuck are you going to heat your home right now? It's almost six dollars a gallon for heating oil. And then meanwhile, we have the the major candidates talking about like abortion, which is like abortion is important, all guys, but like not as much as like can people get to work? Can people afford to heat their homes this winter? Right? Are people going to be worrying about like their pipes freezing this winter because they can't afford to heat their homes? And they're not talking about this shit. They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to talk about the narrative talking points. And people realize that these people don't care about us. They do not give a shit about us. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's, it's so crazy that you bring up the home heating thing. Like, my power bill just, like, doubled. Doubled. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and that's not right. even talking about my groceries are, like, 27% right. higher than they were last year. Our gas is up, like, yeah. double. I mean, it's, it's fucking unsustainable for a family of nine, let me tell you. <laughs> right. Well, it's like the, the, you know, the emperor has no clothes, and people are finally realizing it in a serious way. Sure. And it's going to get dicey pretty quickly. Uh, we hope I'm, so. I'm pretty sure. Larry, you were saying I, I think to Matt's point, right, most candidates don't have policy teams. And I'm not joking when I say this. Right, I have great people on my policy team. Why? Because there's no one else is a policy team. What they have is communications teams. They don't actually create policy. They just have to figure out a way to communicate their bullshit to you so that you'll buy it. That's what they're doing, not creating any actual policies. So I think what happens in my state is no one's mad at policies except because there aren't any. But what they are mad at, believe it or not, is still lockdowns. New York State was devastated by lockdowns. And I mean, we were devastated by them. Uh, mandates on vaccines, mandates on everything, so that people have lost their job, people were fired. Larry, you can't, you can't bring that up. They, we we got to give amnesty. You're not allowed to bring that up. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, I, I will 100% give amnesty when maybe one of them says sorry. Maybe, but I doubt any of them will. But maybe one of them might, but they won't. They just double and triple down no matter what. It is insane. And so the number one issue that I dealt with as I cross as I cross state is often somehow the re responses for that also crimes a big deal in new york state but against me the biggest deal i think is the old same thing but larry we love you and i hear this all the time larry i love you but you can't win i'm recognized i'm across my state all the time i went up to uh plattsburgh and north in, in uh the north country in new york state and the conductor on the train recognized me i was like oh larry i voted for you last time oh i talked to you my friend in albany and then i'm up in plattsburgh and some family stops by and, and steps out and says hi to me and starts talking to me so I get recognized. People like me, but they say the same thing. We love you, but you know what? You can't win. That's that's the biggest issue I deal with. Not policies. It's the the concept that they have to fall back to their masters. And the Stockholm syndrome in my state is massive. Larry, uh, a lot of 
libertarians don't like it when I say this, but I won't offer any amnesty until um, Guantanamo Bay is full pending Nuremberg trials. <laughs> no quarter given. I'm sorry. Well, I, I can't. I can't watch what these people did to my uh, my my countrymen and and these families. Yes. And and think that they can get away scot free, and then ask me to forgive them. No, <laughs> fuck you. And it's still Hague. happening. Go to the Hague. No, nope. I have a family yeah. member requesting I take a COVID test before I go to Thanksgiving with them for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, that's lo- that's. And I just said uh, no. Why do you hate? Why do you hate your family? Why do you hate your family, Ryan? Yeah. Why so, do you hate them so much? So why do you hate I, grandma? I came to an agreement. <laughs> That I will say that I did not test positive. That yeah. will be my response. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I didn't <laughs> test, so I can't test positive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not uh, lying. You're not wrong. BJ, thanks for the $5 super chat. He said, Josh, what was the best sandwich you ever had that was in Pennsylvania? And tell us why Primantis sandwich, oh, which Primantis sandwich it was. Oh, and Eric for Senate and PA. I do like Eric. I'm, I'm a fan of Eric Earhart. I, I've known him for several years now. Eric is and great. Him around the country. Yeah. Um, I uh I uh I don't remember the name of the damn place that I had the sandwich at. It was uh downtown somewhere, and actually my friend Jeff, uh from the who was also one of the the original Mises Caucus members, uh took me there because I was so excited to be in Philly and have a real Philly cheesesteak. And so he took me to have a Philly cheesesteak. I think it was like S- Steve's Prince of Steaks or something like that. They had like jars of giant cherry bomb peppers all over the place, and it was like amazing like the best because i've had lots of philly cheesesteaks i love philly cheesesteak sandwiches i had never had one in philly before so i know that i i was not actually having real philly cheesesteaks um until i went to philly and then i had a real one and it was like you could tell the difference between all the ones i had because we had this place all up and down the west coast called the the philly cheesesteak shop and it's supposed to be like was it cheese whiz yeah, it was cheese. I had cheese whiz. whiz on it. Yeah, cheese okay. whiz and the bomb cherry peppers and i do a thing that people and the cheese whiz doesn't taste gross no it's great dude okay and I do a thing. I have cheese whiz up in my count, dude. I'm a fat kid, okay. I eat cheese whiz on crackers, like, like I'm just trying to imagine at it. three o'clock in the morning in my underwear. You we know have, what I mean? Like I don't. We have Jersey Mike's. We have Jersey Mike's in Iowa. Yeah, Jersey Mike's Phil- is good. I can get affiliate Jersey yeah. Mike's. It's it's good. There's a place but, here in Iowa that's called Capriotti's that has a better Philly cheesesteak than yeah, than. Anyways, we're not gonna get yeah. too far into the weeds about sandwiches, but I think it was I think so it was Steve, Steve's Prince of Steaks or something like that. It was really 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 good, man. I had never I had never had one before um, like that. So. Uh, Shane, what 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 are you running into out there on the on the campaign trail, buddy? Is it is it hard for you? No, it's knocking not doors. Hard. No, it's the economy. Are you kidding me? Like it's it, it's super simple right now. Like the economy. I think Matt kind of talked about it a little bit, like on the skirts. To be in the space as you guys are, especially from the Mises Caucus, coming from like Austrian backgrounds and all this kind of stuff. This is this is like slam dunk city for everybody, especially if you're into Bitcoin, right? Like you're talking about mm. reprogramming right now, reprogramming Ooh. the communications protocol for human beings from this shitty centralized digital currency because the dollar is a digital currency by pretty much you know every standard, right? Because only about twenty percent of it is actually in. Uh, cash, right? There's not that much in banks. So when you look at this force and coercion and fiat currency system that we live under, which is complete and total corrupted communications protocol from one human being to another human being, because money's just technology. And now you're starting to see this emergence of this free, peaceful, consent, savings-based Austrian code that's based in, you know, mathematical certainty. Um, 
to give people hope and to like to show people like look it doesn't have to be like this there is money that's out there that's not manipulatable and it's actually deflationary so if you put it in the bank it's going to be worth more tomorrow than it was today mm -hmm. or 10 years from now or things like that to, so to help people understand that we've got to change uh the communications protocol in between human beings um, it's being received extremely well down here because you're talking about something that lights people's eyes up. You give them hope. You give them something to learn. You give them something that is absolutely divorced from everything that's being driven down their throat by, you know, the people that push COVID for years, the people that push mandates for years, the people that push, you know, what was a economic collapse in 2019 under Brexit uh, into this fictional world of, I don't know, like, 1938 1939 germany right it's just like you guys we're, we're up against some pretty sick people and not being able to appeal to them through uh common sense which everybody speaks economy like everybody speaks it if you're mm -hmm. if you're paying more for gas your neighbor's paying for more for gas i don't care if he's a communist he's paying more for gas you can talk about these things you can have you know great conversations and if you got some you know wherewithal some intel you can point them in the right direction and drop a seed and hopefully help them on their journey a little bit because i mean like let's face it we're not converting people uh and, and larry i tell you what uh we got i got an up close and personal lesson in this um let's just say with you know people who are new to the uh to the libertarian party and like it's a journey like you you're just yes. you're planting seeds along the way and it's like hey man how do i love on you guys how do i show you that like there are better ways to do this kind of stuff there are we don't have to use this you know archaic you know club over the head or point of the gun kind of stuff it's just here if you find this fascinating and this is like what you're you're open to then let me introduce you to this a couple of ideas i'll set you down with a mm -hmm. book and then you can call me when you're ready for your next book and when you're ready to start yes. turning off all the mainstream and I, i'll tell you what man like that's the that's the coolest thing is just to be able to there sit there and say hey listen you guys aren't different right like as much as you're unique you're not different. You're all struggling with the same things. And we fix this. The Republicans won't be running your lives, Democrats and Democrats. The, uh, I should say Republicans, the Democrats won't run your life. Libertarians, we can just kind of screw off and be, you know, these peaceful, you know, warriors and gardens and all that kind of stuff. So it it's coming across very well. Nice. You know, the beautiful thing about Bitcoin is we almost have to do nothing for its victory, for it to win. You know, the, the, the establishment's destroying our currency just fine and all we need to do is be that shining beacon on the hill and yes. uh, provide that guidance and, and that light so when the whole village is burning and down around people will see ah uh, that's where we need to go and it's inevitable it's almost inevitable it's josh fun. i'm gonna have to run brother it's 10 o'clock i gotta go oh man what do you, you got a family yeah. or something larry i got stuff to do i got election day tomorrow i got stuff to do i, I apologize but i gotta run good hey larry i, I just want to before you take off i just want to say good luck to you my, my my friend my my brother i you know i love you to death uh I, I I wish nothing but but the best for you. I I know that you are a beacon for this movement and this party and and this way of life. So uh, just keep doing the same thing you're doing. Win, lose or draw tomorrow, man. I know you'll be back on the circuit doing something great the next day. So gotta keep fighting. Yeah, Larry is. And for everybody who cares, LarrySharp.com. Yes, check out Larry Sharp. He's got a great show too. He's yeah. a, he's a great host. He's better than I am. <laughs> Just, we got to work that. on a studio. That's, that's all. Yeah, but you have better co-hosts. <laughs> Larry, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. Yep.
Steeler. Good night. Man, uh, okay, so so let's move on. Uh, I know we're getting we're getting probably late for all. all I got to run to brother. All these guys are on the East Coast. They're gonna start taking off on us. I knew. See, it. I knew it. Good thing at least I, I stepped out when other people were okay. talking. Don't put my three year old down. Yeah, perfect. We'll get we'll get we'll get to Dennis in a second. Uh, Shane, you're gonna win tomorrow, dude. I know it. I feel it in my soul. Yeah, of course we are. Duh. I mean, we're gonna win, and then they're gonna rig the election and take it away from us, like they always do. This yeah. is this is what this is what happens in Georgia. Yeah. Josh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, really, a lot of fun. Uh, guys, thank you for hanging out. Super cool to be doing this kind of stuff, and especially at this time and place, to be kind of forging ahead and, and making big splashes in this movement. Um, you guys are amazing, so appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for everything that you're doing, Shane, and I look forward to seeing your results tomorrow. Uh, again, win, lose, or draw, man. I got faith in you. I know you'll be back out in the circuit fighting for liberty uh, for all people the next day, man. So we, we appreciate you. Peace, guys. Take it easy, brother. Good night. Oh, Dennis. All right. I have I have a quick oh, story Here we go. for well, you, go Dennis. So, Ryan, just a uh, heads up. I when actually, Ryan says a quick story, we got about 20 minutes. <laughs> I've actually met one of your opponents before, and uh, I think he might be a demon because my appendix nearly exploded the next day. <laughs> so the last... the. The, the last picture I have where I have my appendix is me and Marco Rubio. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dennis, you, now you got you got to win it for the for the little guy over here, Dennis. Yeah, yeah at least for for the for the all the appendices lost. Is that a, is that a, is that how you pluralize? Is that how you pluralize appendix? I think it would be appendices, I, but it would just be. I think if you say I, appendices on the show one more time, you're you're out of here, buddy. All right. I'm just uh, well, were there multiple appendices lost?